Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. I made it very clear we're not going into a grand coalition. Uh, and, I, you know, I thought, again, we have to examine. I mean, for the last four to five months, here you have Leo Varadkar and Fine Gael attacking Fianna Fáil, demonising Fianna Fáil. They said it could never happen. They promised it would never happen. But with the country shut down by COVID, the grand coalition ended a century of tribal politics. One year ago this month, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael agreed to work together after an election where Sinn Féin won the popular vote. To be elected to serve as Taoiseach of a free republic is one of the greatest honours which anyone can receive. Election 2020 also saw the Green Party move back centre stage as they put their 2011 wipeout behind them and joined the traditional big two backing government buildings. This is a different government compared to anything that's gone before because that's what's needed, that's what the times call for. But it has been a political year like no other. Multiple resignations, people ordered to stay at home for months, a party leader under guard investigation, and a Taoiseach whose biggest critics are arguably within his own party. This is a historic government formed at an extraordinary time, facing challenges no other government before them have faced. I'm Kevin Doyle and you're listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from independent.ie. In this episode, I'm joined by Philip Ryan to reflect on the many twists and turns from a remarkable year in Irish politics. In accordance with Article 2811 of the Constitution, Von Rotten Heron, government will, and I quote, continue to carry out its duties until a new government has been appointed. Our three parties come from very different traditions. We do not and could not be expected to agree on everything. However, we have been able to agree on core democratic principles and on a balanced and comprehensive programme. There's a sense of responsibility on us now because we do have a job to do. We have to go in and help work with our coalition partners and government in actually getting our country out of a really severe economic crisis. We have witnessed a realignment of Irish politics and Sinn Féin for the first time will now lead the opposition and Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael have formally come together. So Philip, four months after the general election and a very rocky road at times for all of the voices that we heard there on a wet day in June, it came together, a new government, um, but the storm clouds were gathering 
from the start. Everything about this government has been extraordinary. The election results, which gave us the numbers that forced them, the Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and Greens to go into government. The fact it all happened in the middle of a global pandemic, a once in a lifetime global pandemic. And then even how Micheál Martin was elected Taoiseach in the, the convention centre, rather in Doyle Aaron again because of the pandemic. He was elected on that day and, and after that he was faced with the, the, the problem that all uh, Taoiseachs and leaders are faced with in forming a cabinet and putting together a ministerial team. And, and the first big fallout from that was the fact that he hadn't given um, a senior ministry to his deputy leader, Dara Kaliri, who, who was the last person he brought into his office and appointed him chief whip, which, while as a cabinet position, is seen as a lesser cabinet position. And that led to a certain amount of fallout for the Taoiseach. And then, out of nowhere, came a controversy that even Micheál Martin couldn't, couldn't have been prepared for. He knew that housing would be controversial. He knew that COVID was a major problem for this new government. He knew that he had to deal with his old enemies in Fine Gael and somehow keep the Greens on track. But this one, he didn't see coming. My decision in September 2016 to drive home after consuming any alcohol was a stupid, stupid mistake. Kian Corley, I wish to announce for the information of the Doyle uh, that the President, on my advice this evening, terminated the appointment of Deputy Barry Cohen as a member of the government. So Micheál Martin, less than three weeks as Taoiseach, finds himself in the unusual position of having to effectively sack Barry Cowan as Agriculture Minister. Yeah, this was a big decision for the Taoiseach and not something that you often see play out in politics. In general terms, if there is an issue between the Taoiseach and the Minister, the Minister has the opportunity to resign. But in, in this instance, on foot of reports from our own Ar- Ireland editor, Fionnán Sheehan, uh, Barry Cowan was asked to go before the dial for a second time to address um, issues that came up about his drink driving charge. And on the second instance, he didn't believe he should go or didn't believe he had to go before and didn't need to address the Doyle for the second time. And he refused the restriction of the Taoiseach, which really left Micheál Martin with no other choice but to sack him. So he's gone. And that goes back to the first controversy because it opened up an opportunity for Micheál Martin to sort out his differences with Dara Kaliri. Exactly. Uh, Barry Cowan was holding the agriculture portfolio at the time. And the natural successor for him was the, the party's deputy leader who was seen to have lost out in the original round of appointments. And he was put in as agriculture minister, but as we know, for not that long of a time. COVID-19 dominated everything in Irish politics. To be honest, normal politics was suspended for much of the last year as the new government tried to grapple with introducing lockdowns, lifting lockdowns. But there's no doubt in that interim period, Philip, between the general election and the new government being formed, the interim Fine Gael government with Leo Varadkar at the helm did get a bit of a popularity bounce because at that point things were looking better and they were starting to open up the country. We were all talking about staycations and uh, outdoor hospitality. And then we decide to change the team midstream because Fianna Fáil decided to take over a lot of those big departments that were involved in managing the strategy. Yes, yeah, certainly there was um, the leadership, let's say, that Fine Gael showed during a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. That, that, that was accepted and the country really weighed behind the team at that point. And there was also, you could argue, a more of a polished feel to the likes of Leo Radker and Simon uh, Harris out there speaking to the public, telling them what was going on with COVID, trying to get them through the early stages of the pandemic. And then you switch it 
and you have uh, Mial Martin, the uh, 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 now Taoiseach, and someone with a lot of ministerial experience, and Stephen Donnelly going into the Department of Health um, with no ministerial experience and, and no real government experience before. And he did have somewhat of a baptism of fire, and there was a lot of questions out there from within his own party and across government about how he could manage uh, such a mammoth of a department in the middle of a, a global crisis. Driving a car is an inherently risky thing to do. So we have seatbelts and we have rules of the road and we have all of these things. Playing sports is an inherently risky thing to do. Our children being on trampolines is an inherently risky thing for them to be doing. But are we comparing that, doing. Minister, to a global pandemic, to a virus that kills people? It's not the same as playing sports, really, is it? You know, we're, we're, well, driving cars, people die in the roads, lots of people die in the roads. I still cringe when I hear that clip from Virgin Media News uh, of Stephen Donnelly. But things did get a little bit better for him as time progressed. And as we moved into August, to be honest, all attention went away from his performance because everybody was only talking about one thing, Philip, Golfgate. Remind us about Golfgate. As far as uh, political controversies go, um, I can't remember a bigger one in my lifetime. And this was um, essentially the Oireachtas Golf Society decided in, in, their, in their great knowledge to hold a, an event in the middle of the pandemic, just as new restrictions on indoor gatherings had been introduced. And at this event was some of the, the biggest names in Irish politics, past and present. Um, when details of of the it emer- of the, the dinner and event emerged, it, it, we found out that the likes of uh, Dara Kaliri, who had just been appointed agriculture minister, was there. There was Fianna Fáil senators, Fianna Gael senators. There was RTE personalities like Sean O'Rourke. And then there was uh, the Attorney General, the, the, the recent... The, the recently um, the, the former Attorney General who had just stepped down and also uh, the big beast of them all was EU com- Trade Commissioner Phil Hogan and of course Dara Kaliri who we spoke about getting that agriculture ministry after Barry Cowan stepped down he fell on his sword very quickly yeah it was only a matter of hours before the second agriculture minister of this government was forced to resign within weeks of taking office and he was straight out the traps and he was um, happy to fall on his sword and others like the senators who were there and others um, they, they were lost their party whip but when it came to Phil Hogan and Attorney General Seamus Wolfe they, they held on for a little bit longer Well, you you have said on your statement of August 23rd that you realised the unnecessary stress, risk and offence caused to the people of Ireland by my attendance at such an event. So you said then there was a risk. Yes, and there was certainly a a risk. But I knew that I wasn't a risk to anybody because it was COVID-19 free. But nevertheless, by gathering in such numbers, we should not have been gathering in those numbers at all. And uh, the perception of this event was all wrong. And I apologise for that. I'm very embarrassed about it. You can see some of the loops that Phil Hogan was trying to jump through in that interview with Tony Connolly on RTE, Philip. And that was really what ultimately brought him down because Leo Varadkar abandoned him, Michal Martin put pressure on him to go and ultimately the European Commission wasn't able to stand stand up for him because there were a lot of holes in his stories about his movements. Mm. The, the, the real issue for the then Commissioner Hogan was the continuously changing nature of 
of his um, version of events. Was he in Kildare? Wasn't he in Kildare? Why was he in Kildare? Did he go back to Kildare? This is where he was staying on the K Club's grounds. And the story just shifted and changed so many times that the frustration just set in uh, amongst our own leaders, the Taoiseach, the Taunish and Green Party leader. And like you say, transferring all the way over to Brussels uh, to Ursula von der Leyen, who, who herself um, became frustrated with the, the changing nature of the commissioner's story. And ultimately, he had to step aside. Phil Hogan's gone. Mairead McGuinness is nominated uh, effectively by Fine Gael as the new European commissioner. Gets a lesser pro- portfolio, but we move on. And like all things in the pandemic, Uh, We go back to focusing on ourselves and come October, there's talk of fresh lockdowns and Neffed, headed up by Tony Holohan, wants quite a severe lockdown. But Leo Varadkar fights back and the Sunday Independent at the time ran a big front page headline, Who's in Charge? with a picture of Leo Varadkar versus Tony Holohan. And the problem that we had with the proposal that was put to us today was that we didn't feel it had been thought through properly. For example, we asked for some comfort that it might that four weeks might be enough, given that it hasn't been enough in, in Melbourne, doesn't appear to be enough in, in Israel. They weren't what able did he to, say? They weren't able to give us that comfort. Okay. We also asked them what would happen after the four weeks if it didn't work. Would we abandon that strategy or would we proceed regardless? They said they hadn't contemplated that. I remember being in the RT studios that night on the Claire Byrne show as Leo Varadkar gave that interview and there were jaws on the floor everywhere, Philip, because really he went for Tony Holohan in a way that nobody expected. Secret briefings in the media to people like yourself is one thing, but going on national television and undermining the chief medical officer during a pandemic was a whole space that we hadn't been in before. Yeah, sure. The, the Tanish's comments were, were very forceful that, uh, that evening. And there was a little bit of a reminder of some of the tactics even Donald Trump used when he was dealing with um, his own chief medical officer over in the US. But the other thing to remember was two weeks later, we did exactly what Tony Holland had said we should do. And we went into a level five lockdown and we remained there up until Christmas. The country did open up for Christmas, but it was just for a few days. The next wave came and Michal Martin found himself back making another big national address, shutting the country down, telling people to stay at home again. And really, it turned out to be the longest and arguably the hardest lockdown of the whole pandemic. but. Finally, Philip, after four months of that, other topics did manage to get their way back onto the political agenda. And the one that took up most time in the doll and indeed in the media was that old nugget, housing. Yeah, the housing crisis didn't go away and it didn't stop in the middle of the pandemic. If anything, COVID-19 um, exacerbated the, the, the situation because construction stopped and, and any developments that were in, in the process of being built at that time had to had to be scaled back. Uh, targets for delivering on housing, they were scaled back. And then there was other issues that came back to haunt the, the government, especially Fine Gael. Um, the policies they had put in place to attract attract international investors to to buy up land here and buy up developments came back because they were actually at a stage where they were undercutting um, or overcutting, you would possibly say, first time buyers and renting out these developments, which a lot of people felt that they should be used for people to be able to own their own home. And of course, for Sinn Féin, the main opposition party now, it was a perfect hunting ground because you had Fianna Fáil and the Greens who were blamed by many for the financial crash and the housing crisis that came with that. You had Fine Gael in government for the best part of a decade, unable to solve that crisis. And here we were 
with all those problems for generation rent, for people trying to get on the property ladder and for people who own property indeed, all that coming together again. Shame on all of you, because you come here, okay, you, come here, you, you come here, you come here, you come here and you show crocodile tears for the working people who you have forced into the rental trap. It is decades of bad housing policy by Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael that have created generation rent and affordable housing. This is on you. And then, of course, Philip, the Green Party. They have been in this government um, They've had their rows with Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. They have got some, what they would see as big wins in the area of climate. But perhaps the biggest rows they've had are with themselves. Certainly. Um, right up until when they signed uh, the programme for government, which contains uh, huge levels of climate action policies and, and very substantial and significant targets that the government have to reach and will be set out in law that they will have to reach them. But the party has besieged themselves with internal conflicts over even entering the, the, the government in the first instance. And then straight after that, they had a, a leadership contest. And we've seen throughout the, the first year in government that there's been many little rows, whether it is about uh, housing bills, Shannon appointments or any other, even a, a by-election, there always seems to be a Green Party conflict to go along with it. So, Philip, as we mark the first anniversary of this unusual government in a very unusual year, it strikes me that the three men at the top of Irish politics, Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar and Eamon Ryan, all have very big challenges going in to the year that's to come for them. In the case of Michal Martin, he's supposed to hand over the keys of the Taoiseach's office back to Leo Varadkar in December 2022. Will he make it that far? It is kind of taken for granted amongst even in his own party that Michal Martin will step aside uh, leading up to that uh, December 2022 date and allow someone take over um, from him as leader of Fianna Fáil and presumably as Tánaiste. But I wouldn't rule out um, Michal Martin staying on and and trying to remain in position as leader of Fianna Fáil and as Tánaiste. He's been in politics a long time and he may see somewhat of a bounce for his own popularity and Fianna Fáil's popularity if things work out well after the pandemic. But the moves are already underway. We see people like Jim O'Callaghan taking part in events around the country. There seems to be a bit of a buzz around his kind of campaign, if we can call it that. Others like Michael McGrath, Darrow O'Brien being talked about in that space. Will they wait? There certainly is a few successors there waiting in the, waiting in the sidelines how advanced they are with their plans to take over and what type of level of vote they will have remains to be seen. And with Fianna Fáil, with these um, elections and with these internal contests, it's it's one one member, one vote. So if Michal has the membership on his side, he may very well be able to take on his parliamentary party. Leo Varadkar has a list of problems, really. One is the Dublin Bay South by-election where they need to try and keep the seat that Owen Murphy has vacated. Kate O'Connell claims she want, wasn't wanted by the hierarchy of the party. So Leo Varadkar really has to deliver that seat with James Gagan or there will be questions asked there. But perhaps more worrying for him is the ongoing Garda investigation into the leak of a, of a confidential document to a GP. I do accept that the provision of the agreement by an informal communicational channel to the president of the NAGP in the way that I did was not good practice. I regret that I did not ensure that it was provided in a more appropriate formal manner. It was an error and one I accept sole responsibility for. I know it has caused people to question my judgment, but I hope having heard my explanation, no fair-minded person will question my motivation or integrity. 
How damaging has this whole leaking controversy been to Leo Varadkar's reputation? If you look at the overall signing of Fine Gael, you wouldn't think it would be, it has taken a huge hit from it. Leo Varadkar certainly, personally, within the party and, and outside, there's huge questions over his judgment that he would see fit to have given this document to to a friend of his, Macho Chul, who was at the time a, um, a president of a GP representative organization. And there is an ongoing criminal investigation into this. And it has been given a lot of resources have been put into it by Angarda Siakana and they are treating it very seriously. There's a lot of people in Fine Gael, um, especially around Vradkar himself, who are nervously awaiting the outcome of that investigation and to see where it goes. Does it go to a full um, criminal probe? Will it be a prosecution? It, the Gardaí haven't sent their file just yet to the DPP. And what about Eamon Ryan? He has survived a leadership challenge already in the early days of this government. It's a long four years to the next general election for him. Again, he saw off his detractors within the party and outside, some would say. And he has definitely, there's a strong level of support within his party for his deputy leader, Catherine Martin, for her to succeed him at some stage. When that will happen, it's hard to know. Again, the, the Green Party have got a lot of wins in government and for their support base. And much of that has to be given some sort of praise to, to Eamon Ryan. So finally, Philip... It is the coalition, they said, would never happen. Will it survive? In the coming months, hopefully, COVID-19 restrictions will be eased and society will return to normal. And maybe the electorate will um, reward the, the current coalition for that, for seeing us through the pandemic. But then their next challenge is to deal with the, the old reliable issues that we've discussed already around housing, around uh, the health service and other issues that, that they, they themselves will, will be forced to, to take on head on in the coming years. You were listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from independent.ie, produced by Mary Carroll and sound designed by Dara Kelly. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more on this and other stories, visit independent.ie. Thank you.